Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. So good to be alive in Christ tonight. I was thinking tomorrow is Veterans Day. I I just uh, we've been thinking about that the last day or two. I I served in the Navy and and I but seven of my uncles, my dad and, and his six brothers, all served in the armed forces. Three of them in World War II. My dad was in uh, in Patton's army. He was a cook, and uh, one of them was in the Pacific, and two of them were actually in the Pacific, and and one in the Na- in Navy, one in the Marines, and. Uh, I thought I was thinking about that. How important it is that we are thankful for those that serve in the military, because they protect our freedoms. And right now, with all the the the, the council culture and the weak uh, the woke woke generation that we're living in, uh, trying to defund the police and defund uh, debunk the police and defund them and all that, we ought to be so thankful uh, for for the people that serve and. So we were talking about that at our noon prayer meeting today, and uh, we got to talking about that. And it, it came up to me that that uh, when I was in the Navy, and there a couple other guys, one was in the Navy and one was in the Army, and, and I, I brought the fact up that when we joined the Army or the Navy, when we were in there, <laughs> they told us what to do and how to do it. And I know my dad, when my dad was in World War II in, in Europe, uh, he was a cook, but you know what? He knew how to handle an M1 rifle. He had to go through training to, to be able to fight. He, so he was an important part of the service, even though his major job was to, to feed the troops. And I thought, I thought about this one, about us being in the army of the Lord. You know, we're not just to be pew setters, people that just come in and check the box off. We're to be, <laughs> how do you want to say you could say today, if you've been in the army of the Lord for a while, I'm a veteran. And a veteran is somebody that, that stands the course of time, has fought to fight a faith. Amen? That's what we're to do. And, and I thought of this, when, we, when we've been given the commission, when we went into the uh, born again, this Bible is our instruction book and tells us how it wants to be done. You know, uh, when I was sp- speaking of the armed services, uh, if you don't do what they tell you to do, you won't be in there very long, and you'll be in with a dishonorable discharge if you do if you mess up enough. Well, I mean, you know, we're not called just to be here to go to church. We're here to be the church. That means in the Great Commission, you know that uh, when Jesus said in Mark 16, he said all authority has been well. That's Mark 20, uh, Matthew 28, but in Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know. Uh, you know, we're to go preach the gospel. You said, well, I, I'm not a preacher. Yes, you are. You've been called to the ministry of reconciliation, and we're to preach the gospel. And then what are you going to do? <laughs> In, uh, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, we talked about that recently. In my name, they what? They'll cast out demons. Uh, they'll, if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. And they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you say, well, Mike, that's, that's for the pastors. You know, we've been... We've been duped over the years. We've been deceived over the years in churches because, oh, the, our little pastor, he'll do this. He prays for the sick. He, he, uh, he witnesses. He, you know, he does everything. Well, that's not the way it should be, and that's not the way it is. Uh, 
in the armed services, you have a job to do. I remember the first, I may have told you this before when I was on an aircraft carrier, and my first uh, uh, general quarters station on that aircraft carrier was about, I think it was about 10 to 12 uh, stories down, decks down, they call it, but it would have been deck, uh, stories, down in the back of the engine room uh, where the, where the uh, uh, screws are to run the ship, and, and it was called after steering. And when they, when they sounded general quarters, I'd have to run to the back of the ship, down these uh, 10 or 12 flight of stairs, and, and get in my position, because if the ship got struck with, uh, and couldn't con uh, be able to steer from the bridge, they'd have to go to the after steering. And I would have been one to charge, they'd give you orders of which way to go and where to go. That was important. I was just a boot. Listen, you could just be in the, a new person in the army of the Lord and you still have things to do. You're being called to do something, amen? So you're prime, you may be a, an usher in the church, you may be a, a work in the children's ministry, you may work around the church doing various things, but all of us have been trained to be in, in the army of the Lord to do battle against the enemy, isn't that right? But we've been talking about the established heart and it's important. Last week I talked about walking in authority. This week I want to continue that a little bit in saying that we have not only authority, that the, the right to do something, we have the power the back, that backs us up, the power in the name of Jesus. And I was thinking about that. We were talking about that over at our uh, 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 prayer meeting today. And it got talking about how, how we haven't been given a spirit of fear. How many of you know we're not to have fear in this day and this hour? This should be our hour. We should be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And over at Timothy, over in 2 Timothy, Paul's telling Timothy in this, this letter to Timothy, Timothy is being intimidated. How many of you know you can be intimidated today by what's going on in our government and what's going on in our world? And, and he was being intimidated by people. And he says in, in 2 Timothy, uh, chapter one, verse, uh, well, let's go back a little farther. Paul's writing to verse three. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did and without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. How many of you know, Paul prayed for people, we're to pray for people too. Those out on the front lines. That's why we do in our prayer meeting on Monday night and on Saturday morning. And in this prayer meeting we go to on Wednesday. We, we pray for those on the front line. Those that are out there doing God's work, and also for ourselves and the church at large. Amen? Right here at Living Word. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. He was having tears because he was a young pastor being intimidated by the religious, <laughs> isn't that amazing? The religious people of the day. But it goes on to say, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, how many of you know if you accepted Jesus Christ and been born again, you have genuine faith? You don't have, uh, you don't have secondary faith. You don't have something else that's not true. You have the faith that's been placed in you. In fact, the scripture tells us we've been given every a measure of faith. Everyone's been given a measure of faith. But the faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother and your mother. Uh, listen, grandmothers, mothers, pray for your children. Pray for your grandchildren, amen? And if you're, you've got something in you that's far greater that's in the world and they need to know about it. But it, uh, it goes on, your mother, Eunices, and I am persuaded is in you also. So Paul's encouraging Timothy, is he not? 
And he says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. In other words, stir up yourself. We're to do that today. If you don't stir yourself up, I guarantee you the devil is going to, uh, you're no match for the devil. You have to stir yourself up for who you are in him and who he is in you. Amen. That's why I encourage you to always go back to that book at, uh, in him. And I may use that again uh, sometime next week and and remind you of those things, but you have to stir up the gift that's been placed in you, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know what, how you stir yourself up? You begin to say, thank you, Lord, that I'm full of the Holy Spirit and power. I'm, I'm able to go about doing good. Amen. As Jesus did in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now he tells us we can do the same thing. That's what we talked about all authority has been given unto him. Now he gave it to us. Amen. Amen. But it says, laying on of my hands, for God has not given us. That's say me. Just say me. God has not given me a spirit of fear. I mean, you know, fear is a great uh, uh, deterrent for what God wants to do. If you're not careful, you get fearful and then you won't do what God wants you to do. Fear that uh, there won't be enough. Uh, fear of lack, fear of the, the prices of everything. That's all we're hearing right now is the prices of everything is going up. We know they are, but you shouldn't be in fear for God. God is our refuge. God is our strength. He's our helper. He's the one that puts us over. Amen. He meant we can't depend on the government. I'm sorry. We can't. Well, not sorry, but that's just the truth. Amen. We can't. If you're depending on the government, uh, you know, for, for your needs to be met, you're in you're serious trouble. But he said he hadn't given us a spirit of fear. You know, fear comes about because you're thinking about the wrong things. Paul said what in, over in Philippians? Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> but in prayer and supplications, you make your requests known unto God. You know, why are we to do that? Then we have peace. When you have peace, you can have the presence of God, you can have the wisdom of God, you can know how to react in certain situations when things don't look like they're going well. Because he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But what did he say? That faith, you had this genuine faith in you, faith in God, faith in his word. Over in Matthew eleven twenty two, 22, it says, have faith in God, have faith in him. Believe him over uh, uh, the opposition in the world today for what's going on in the world today. But he says this, he says three things here. He says, but he says, without, you don't have to have fear because God didn't give you fear, but here's what he has given you. But he says, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. That's what God has given us. He's given us power, love, and a sound mind. How many of you know, uh, it's one thing to say, well, I have a love. I love people. I love God. I love this. And, and I have a sound mind. I got my mind's working right. You ought to tell yourself every day, I have a sound mind. I have a mind of Christ, amen. You'll go around saying, well, I, you know, I'm getting a little older now and I forget things and, and I don't always, no, shut up and <laughs> just shut up. I'm just telling you in a nice way. I'm not being mad at you or upset with you. I'm just saying, shut up with that and say, Lord, I thank you for a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. I can remember things. My mind is clear, amen, amen. But he says, a power, he gives us power. Power to what? Power to overcome the devil, overcome the problems of life, overcome the things that have come against us for ever since the fall of mankind in the, in the garden. Amen? So we have to know we have power. 
He given us this power, as we talked about authority and power to trample over uh, serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, where nothing by any means shall hurt or harm us. We talked about that last week. Listen, that's who we are. That's who we are. Now, you may be sitting in the last pew of the, of the church, but you still have power. Amen? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And you've got to remind yourself, otherwise the enemy will use his old tricks and deceive you. Amen? Amen. Uh, I'm going to look over in uh, Matthew 16. Matthew 16, uh, verse 13. How many of you know uh, the scripture, this, this manual here is our, uh, our guidebook? We're to do what the book says. You know, sometimes we have uh, uh, traditions and religion has made it sound like God's still not doing these great things in the earth today. Listen, God's still doing great things. What he started in the book of Acts, he's still doing now in this book. We're still in the book of Acts. The church is still part of the book of Acts. So we have to know that he's still doing marvelous things. Amen? Now listen, over in Matthew 16, he says this, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I am, the son of man am? Listen, this is a question for all of us tonight. And then so, said, uh, so they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But here's, here's the real question. But he said to them, but whom do you say that I am? Do you say he's your savior? He's your healer. He's your baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He's your provider. He's everything that you need him to be. Amen? Amen. But he says, whom do you say that I am? Then Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I believe he said that by the spirit. He, <laughs> You know, I mean, this is Peter. He was always outspoken, but he said a truth. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Amen. And he says, I, and, and I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Now, he wasn't talking about Peter being a rock. He was a small rock, or a, but he was talking about the rock of revelation of who he is and what he was about to do. Amen. On the rock that I am the, the Savior of the world basically. And he goes on to say, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Listen, <laughs> gates never, uh, never did do anything but try to hold you back. But it says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, or Hades. In other words, you're not going to hold back what God's wanting to do on the earth today. If you may, they may try, uh, governments may try, uh, people may try, but God's going to get uh, get the job done. But he's called us to walk in power and authority that he can do it. He uses people. And you're, you're some of those people that he wants to use. How do I do that? I don't, I don't get out much. I don't go anywhere. Can you pray? Can you serve? Can you uh, tithe and give uh, offerings? And can you bless the church? Can you bless people? That's all part of being a, a, a soldier in the army of the Lord. And it goes on to say, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in, in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Well here, that's delegated authority and power he's given us. Keys, are, if you have keys to something, you have control. 
I have a key to get into this building. We have an alarm system, but I have the alarm code. So I have some control about getting in and out. We also have control who gets in and out because we don't give keys to everybody. But Jesus said, I'll give you the keys, amen, so you can have whatever you bind, whatever you bind. <laughs> Satan, I bind you from this person or from this situation. If, you're, if you've got things being held up, God's already provided, you know it's his will that you provide, and they're not seeing, uh, seeing it come to pass, bind those things and say, get out in Jesus' name and loose my finances, loose that person. You know, wherever Jesus went, he loosed people by what he said to them. <laughs> when he casts out the demons, what did he say? Be loosed in Jesus' name. Woman, I be loosed, you know, man be loose, because sometimes we got things that we have to bind and loose. So it, we have that power and authority in Jesus' name. So we have to know that today. We have to know that we've been called for more than just attending church. I'm thankful for what we can go to the church. I'm thankful that we have a church here and we have the freedoms to go, but there's more to it than that. It's like when I go back to the service days, Listen, <laughs> when I got off that bus out in San Diego for boot camp, everything changed. And, and most of it was for the good. I didn't like it. My flesh didn't always like it. But I guarantee you it changed my life. But I had to cooperate with what they said. And I was smart enough, you are too, to do what, it's the, uh, you know, what you were supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And that way you stay out of trouble. But listen... There's so many things in this Bible that tells us how to live our life, what to do, what we're equipped to do, and, and we should be doing it. Amen? Amen. These signs and wonders and gifts of the power of the Holy Spirit has not passed away. God's still doing wonderful things, but he's looking for people to do them. Amen? And we must believe in, uh, we have power and authority. Say that with me tonight. I have authority and I have power in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, you can rise up and begin to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Go, uh, let's turn to uh, uh, Ephesians 1. Now here's another thing that's important. There's a prayer in Ephesians 1. Paul's talking to the, 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 the church at Ephesus and he's talking to them about what he's already been given, what we've already been given. And it says in verse 3, we're blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You know, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You think power and authority is part of that blessing? I do. I think it's been given to us for a time such as this, really. We don't want to miss our opportunity. That's why retirement in the kingdom is never, uh, we don't find it in the Bible. Now, we can retire from jobs, we can retire from positions, but we don't retire from being uh, ready in the army of the Lord. And, and, the, and, and the Bible doesn't talk about retirement. Every one of those apostles, if you'll go back and read, uh, uh, were a martyr, <laughs> except for John. I think he, I don't know if he was martyred because it quit there, but uh, listen, every one of them preached until ripe old age. John the Revelator, the, some say he was in his 90s, uh, was... Uh, banished to an isle of Patmos, which was like a prison to him because there was this only thing on that island was wild beast and him. And so he, he had the greatest revelation of Jesus Christ that we know because it, we read it in the book of Revelation. Amen. So listen, if he was in his 90s still getting revelation from God doing what God called him to do, we can still do it today. Amen. Amen. But it goes on to say just as we, uh, as he chose us, 
before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the great pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Hallelujah. You know, you might not have been accepted by the world and you still may not be, but Jesus accepted you. He, hey man, God already paid the price that you'd be accepted in the beloved. And goes on to say, here's where we get the power. Here's where we get the authority. In him. And we talked about redemption a little bit in the, the first week or so of this, uh, the established heart. But in him we have redemption. How do we have redemption? Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace which he has made, made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his great pleasure, which he purposed in himself. He's made known the mystery. This is a New Testament. It's no mystery anymore. Christ in us has become the hope of glory. We, he, he paid a dear, dear price that we could say those very things, that in the dispensation, the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which is in heaven and which, is on, which are on earth, in him, in him. In him we also have obtained an inheritance. Wow. Being predestinated according to the pur uh, purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we uh, who are first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, he's telling this group, and he's telling us, after you've heard of the word of truth, the gospel, of your salvation in whom here's another in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchase uh, possession to the praise of his glory now a guarantee means you got the down payment has been paid amen <laughs> the deposit has been made through Christ he he's invested in us the holy spirit is invested in us god's title to possessing us for all eternity amen but here's what paul says after that therefore i also after i heard of your faith in the lord jesus and your love for all the saints now we've read this many times over the period of times uh, in church and all around but you need to know this this is a prayer you can pray for yourself and for others now listen to this do not he said he did not cease to give Thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what we need? This is born again, spirit-filled Christians, and Paul's saying, you need more. You need to know him even in a greater de uh, degree. You know, I, I've said it for a long time. Information without revelation means no transformation. You need a revelation. That's what he said right here may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Wow. It goes on to say the eyes, your eyes, my eyes, of, of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his what? Power. There it is. Exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the workings of his mighty power. Wow, this is, this is the power. He, if, if that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it shall quicken or make alive your mortal bodies. Amen, amen. 
goes on to say, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, far above. How many of you know <laughs> that's where Christ is seated now? And every name that is named, not only in the, this age, but also in which is to come. And he's put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things. If it's all things are under his feet, it must be under our feet because we're the body. Amen? Amen. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fulfills all in all. Now, verse five, it says, even when we were dead in sin has made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit down together in, together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's our position. Our position is one of authority and power. We're not to have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Lord, I'm, oh, I'm telling you tonight, Lord, we thank you tonight. We just praise you for who you are and for what you've done for us. May we not walk around in fear and anxiety. We don't, we don't have to do that, folks. We don't have to be in fearful of what the government is doing. If we get rid of fear out of our lives, listen, we'll be bold as lions. You know that? You know, a fear, fear will stop you to do what, from doing what God wants you to do. But when you say, I haven't been given a spirit of fear, I have power and I'm a sound mind. Boy, you get to say that to yourself, you won't be afraid of what the devil's trying to do today. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you given us, haven't given us a, power, uh, a spirit of fear. He told Timothy to stir himself up. He tells us tonight to stir ourselves up. May we do so. May we do so in the, in the respect that greater is he that's in us. I can do all things through Christ. I praise his holy name for what he's done for me. And he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us something, power, love, and a sound mind. May we walk in those things. May we, may we be an occupying church today, not a cowardly church, but an occupying church, one that's standing for what Jesus has already paid for. And may the kingdom be blessed with more and more troops coming into the kingdom for what we've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, have a blessed night and we'll see you next week thanks again for listening to hear more messages like this one make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes and if you enjoyed today's message consider sharing it with a friend for more content and information about living word check out our website at livingwordfamily.org and remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel